It's the old Doctor Who show, episode number 113. The Time Monster. Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a jelly, baby? The TARDIS, when working properly, is capable of many amazing things. Because the polarity of the neutron flows, the TARDIS will be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. He's going to be like a person. Resulting reaction is fighting. Are you ready? Welcome back to the old Doctor Who show, your classic tri-weekly Doctor Who review podcast. Uh, my name is uh, Eric. And uh, I'm joined, as always, by the uh, the delightful, the joyful, ah, uh, 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 Dan. Dan, say hi <laughs> again, <laughs> again. We this is our second take. Uh, first one, I think, was a little bit better. Uh, I felt a little bit l- more energy, um, but I still screwed up the whole intro. We don't know how to talk. We don't know how to interact. Uh, no. At the top of the show, and I blame yeah. myself. I think it's uh, I had you too many words. I had too it's many words. Your fault. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I mean, it's only this is only the hundred and thirteenth time we've done yes. this. So one hundred thirteen. Eventually, lucky number one hundred thirteen. Isn't that Everyone's fantastic? Favorite. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so, Eric, how are you doing? Um, it, it was a big week. Oh, it's been for a you. big week. It's been a big, uh, tiring, exhausting. Waking up uh-huh. at three o'clock in the morning to check my Amazon ranks. Uh, so yeah. that's that's uh, where I am. The book launched. Which well, first off, first off, do we have the greatest listeners in the world? Yes, we do, yes. Dan. Yes, Dan, we have the greatest listeners in the world. You know how I know I've that? I've been told. Yeah, we. I well, do. I know first how. off, if this is your first show, every podcast is someone's first podcast. Uh, I have a new graphic novel book out uh, that I wrote. Uh, the art is by Will Perkins, and it released everywhere on June 8th. So this this last week has been crazy. The book launched, um, you know, knock on wood or whatever. It's been very, it's been, it, things look good. It's look, looking mm-hmm. good. Um, mm-hmm. But I had been talking about it. Some say, uh, some may say too much no uh, on the uh, old Doctor Who show, and Sure enough, you go to the Amazon page of, uh, you know, Amazon's UK store. Book's Mm -hmm. doing pretty good there. Um, And underneath where it says customers also bought a series of classic Doctor Who Blu-rays and DVDs. So that tells me 100% you're all buying it. You're all pre-ordering it. And that's, it actually makes me feel really good. It it was a hard couple years, uh, these past couple years. And so this has been amazing. And all the people... Uh, tweeting about it, and um, you know we have uh, Misfit Scully, and we have Hair of the Hound, and they're going out of their way, and they're posting photos, and and all the other people. And if I'm leaving you off, it's just because I I, I uh, get nervous, and there's a lot of stuff in my head all the time. But it's been great. It's been amazing. Yeah, it's been very exciting for me to see um, all the people tweeting about this, um, reviewers, uh, friends of the show, uh, etc. Just to see the the launch of this that I know you guys have been working so hard on for so yeah, long. Yeah, and so it's super is, hard. Super exciting. Yeah. If your default mode is self-deprecation, uh, <laughs> this is the worst part because you have to I'm constantly retweeting nice things or if somebody's... Mm-hmm. And it's like, so you're, you're sort of like... 
Like someone just today on Instagram did a really nice story where they talk about positively about the story and whatever. And so, yeah, you want to reshare that. But there's also right. that voice in your head that's like, oh, you self-serving piece of trash. So, But yep. I'm, I'm actually taking this approach with this book and I'm saying that guy's got to go in the closet because I'm tired of uh, uh, not having a hit. So I'm, I'm pushing all that stuff away and doing what it's like George Costanza. I'm doing the opposite of what I normally would do. We're going to see how it how it works out. Hilarity will ensue. Yeah, There's going to be a gonna misunderstanding. Uh, the wrong person's going to come in the door. But the I have time. another story. I have another oh, story th- that is wonderful. But I think we should we should find out how you have been doing these last three weeks before. Now, I am I am on the edge of my seat now to hear <laughs> this other story. I got nothing going on. I'm up in Vermont again. It's beautiful. Oh, you perfect. know the That's other all. story, Dan. You know the other story. Well, I, as you know. Well, uh, well let's. Let's let them in on it. Then. All right, let's let you guys in on it. And uh, this was a this, this is Eric's made, last show. He has my last show. I no, no longer want to do uh, the old Doctor Who show. No, we <laughs> as you know, Dan and I are fans of of Doctor Who. Uh, we both grown <laughs> some, to some think that we may yeah. not be. Some we, feel that we've never seen yes. the show before. Uh, we as we've done the John Pertwee stories, we've all grown to love Joe Grant and oh, so uh, Katie Manning. I've I've commented before on here, just like following her on Twitter. She just seems like a a, de- a good person. Like she yep. just has a lot of positive energy, and it's amazing. A ray of sunshine. A ray of sunshine in in uh, in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And she posted this nice like video where she was just talking. About, I don't know if she was recording an audio thing or something. And she was just and I tweeted at her and certainly sure enough <laughs> my dog is just like i got something to say oh uh, there are times where i wish this was a video podcast because <laughs> you guys need to see eric trying to keep his mouth near the microphone as he stretched his legs over i assume to close the door yes, off camera yes did you try to cut the noise down but we, i had also... I, I yeah i told katie manning she was a joy and she got right back to me and then i wrote back to her and she wrote again to us which i think we've retweeted probably yeah. uh we can put a screenshot of it on the website but she wished the best to our show uh she talked about talking in person so i so told dan clearly dan has to book her as a guest at some point maybe for she our, did say our, uh, uh, Last year, she did say. I, I'm pretty sure this is legally binding. Uh, let's hope we can say hello properly. Huge hugs to you. So yeah, hey. I think that's so. Maybe we'll run into up. her at uh, in the future at some point. Uh, it would be great. I would probably be a little too nervous. Dan, you have the better voice of the two of us. You could probably handle the questions. Um, but that was cool. It was just like a nice thing, and it all lined up because like we reviewed. One of her stories. One of her stories. We're doing that right now. It's happening. We're, doing, we're right about now. to, guys. So anyway, we haven't done it yet. I, I I had a feeling she was a wonderful person, and it's true. And I have confirmed. Uh, we have proof. One hundred percent confirmed. And yeah, what I didn't know is, do you know that she dated Jimi Hendrix? Which Wikipedia had told me. Uh, know. If it's I on did the not internet, know that that was a thing. But yes, certainly yeah. was. If it's on the internet, it's got to be true. They can't print it if it's not. So yeah, so that was nice. That was That's a very awesome. nice. That was um, very cool. Doctor Who related thing. And, is oh, she ever going to be on our show? No. Is she ever going to record something that we can then play on the show for us? No. Is it fun to dream about? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, of course it is. Of course it is. We can get if we can maybe uh, organize a Twitter mob to get her to pressure her into being on the show. 
<laughs> That'd be great. No, I don't. Maybe. We don't want to harass. Her. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. I think it's really the only way forward here is to make it as uncomfortable as possible for her to not be on the show. Yeah, that's a uh, yeah. Um, it's that's a it's a pretty standard kidding. tactic. Uh, no, that was I'm nice. Well, I gotta back. I gotta t- take a couple steps back and say uh, with take the book again. Oh yes. We wanted to give one away, Look so we were we're gonna be yeah. You can't see this in. Uh, I can see it though. Dan can it see looks it. Great. Um, but I guess at the end of the show, we'll say how we were going to give it away. Right? Yeah, sure. One of you I listeners is going to get it. Uh, we will <laughs> One tell of you, you at the end. listeners is going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> One of us um, is, has to sleep on your couch. That's the, that's <laughs> that's, the, that's the payment. That's Everything has win. a price. Yep. All right, Dan, I think we've, we've sort of talked at length about a lot of stuff. Um, are we done? Is this the? I think we're done. That's it. That's the end. Right. Of the- no, no. All right, so the next because one. we oh. talked about uh, uh, Joe Grant, we have to talk about Joe Grant. Oh. So why don't so cool. you hit that button? Okay. And let's and, go uh, look for a time monster. Let's get into it. Yep. Well, when I was a little boy live in a house that was perched halfway up the top of a mountain. And behind our house, there sat under a tree an old man, a hermit, a monk. He lived under this tree for half his lifetime, so they said, and he learned the secret of life. So, when my black day came, I went and asked him to help me. He told you the secret? And what was it? Well, I'm coming to that, Joe, in my own time. Ah, I'll never forget what it was like up there. Bleak and cold it was. A few bare rocks with some weeds sprouting from them. And some pathetic little patches of sludgy snow. Yes, it was just grey. Grey, grey, grey. Well, the tree the old man sat under, that was ancient and twisted. And the old man himself was... He was as brittle and dry as a leaf in the autumn. What did he say? Nothing. Not a word. He just sat there silently, expressionless. And he listened whilst I poured out my troubles to him. I was too unhappy even for tears, I remember. When I'd finished, he, he lifted a skeletal hand and he pointed. Do you know what he pointed at? No. A flower. One of those little weeds. Just like a daisy it was. Well, I looked at it for a moment. And suddenly I saw it through his eyes. It was simply glowing with life. Like a perfectly cut jewel. And the colours. The colours were deeper and richer than anything you can possibly imagine. Yes, that was the daisiest daisy I'd ever seen. That was the secret of life. A daisy? <laughs> Honestly, Doctor. Yes, I laughed too when I first heard it. So later I got up and I ran down that mountain. And I found that the rocks weren't grey at all. They were red, brown, purple, and gold. Those pathetic little patches of sludgy snow. They were shining white, shining white in the sunlight. You still frightened, Joe? No, not as much as I was. That's good. Hey, this is... 
This is Jeopardy. This is. <laughs> this is. Why haven't you been asked to guest host Jeopardy? I don't know. That's been that's pretty strange. Probably because I'm not bright. Uh, these, oh, that's not yeah. right. <laughs> this is the Time Monster, Dan. This is the Time final serial uh, from the ninth season, Lucky Number Nine. Uh, this is uh, comes to us in 1972. The error of who that I that is so close to my heart. Uh, this one is written by Robert Solomon, although Wikipedia says Barry Letts is an uncredited writer, and it's directed by Paul Bernard. Now, isn't he a listener of ours, or is that, I think that's a combination of two of our listeners. That's a combination uh, of two of our yeah, listeners. Yeah, formed like Voltron that's who it was. Yeah, in the 70s to direct <laughs> this story. Right. Uh, in this, we have the master who uh, attends college in graduate school to yep. go deep undercover so that he can become a college professor. Uh, at some at some uh, unnamed university, and then he builds a time displacement uh, tit for tat. I can't remember the exact uh, yeah tam tit right. It's a tam tit. Tom tit. Tom tit. How many little boys uh, were giggling at when that was announced on the show? No one. That's just the name of a bird. Oh, it's, it's a, a tom, tom tit. tit. It's, it's fine. So the, 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 the none master, of that's funny. It's not funny. Yeah. Okay. The master's got this plan to use this Tom Tit to to go back to Atlantis and get a magic crystal and get Kronos and control Kronos and I'm not quite sure to be honest. I'm Neither not a hundred percent sure on the overall plot. Uh, but that's it, right? Yeah. yeah I, that's yeah. fine. That's all that happens. Joe Grant and much... the Doctor they end up well. Then there's involved Atlantis. in this. There's multiple settings. There's it's a, a big unit heavy story. A uh, lot happens. Um, They're outside of time and space yeah, on the we uh, exist. border of reality. Yes. Like, you know, like, you know, typical sort of classic, road trip sort of story. Classic who. A lot, a lot of, of talk of the, the women's lip. We'll, yeah, we'll... Let's, uh, let's dive into it. Let's dive into it. Dan, what did you think of this six-parter, The Time Monster? I didn't watch it. Oh, no, um, that's an I, interesting I, that would be, It was an interesting choice. I, I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> I actually, that changes everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've decided from now on, it's going to save some time and not watch the stories. Uh, this was, honestly, I thought it was a lot of fun. So we, you know, we, What if there was like a podcast service for these type of shows where they just watch it for you and send you the notes? It's like, don't, t- don't have enough time to... Watch oh. whatever you're like Cliff's notes, but for, yeah, for exactly TV for podcasts series, for podcasts, <laughs> you probably make a, a killing. It's like they always say, like for the gold rush in California, it was the guy that sold the tools. So for the podcasting, it's the guy that watched the episodes and sold you at a discount. Perfect. Okay, go on, go on. That was, uh, was an no. I think it's a great business idea. I wish we hadn't given that away to all of our audience because now we got competition. Um, I thought this was a fun story. I love this combination of uh, this doctor, this companion. Um, it was a combination for me of Pertwee's silliness, mm-hmm. um, cleverness. Uh, he got a bit of the action hero stuff that we know that he loves to do um, all mixed together. I, I like the fact that we have different settings. We have uh, the, <clears throat> whatever it is, the the mansion where, where the science mansion uh where they're all hanging out yes. we got unit we got the countryside we got uh two different tardisai that are interconnected and conjoined we got uh you know existing outside of time and space we got atlantis which was to be honest my least favorite part um but it was all mixed together and and a lot of fun so 
I didn't have any sort of expectations going into this other than thank you folks for tweeting back at us when I said, what did you think? And it was kind of a mix. Um, so my expectations were set low and I it stepped right over that bar. I had a lot of fun with this. Um, Eric, what did you think of this story? Dan, what you, you guess. Me. What did you think I thought of this? I think you really enjoyed it. I loved it. This was like yeah. from uh, from go from go. They were like, okay, let's open on a weird dream sequence with a lot of close up zooms on a psychiatrist mm. couch. Uh, with the that was like this insane dream sequence. I was like, this is amazing. Joe comes out, fantastic boots. Um, there's volcanoes and earthquake footage. Yep. Um, the doctor, which I, we've seen before, actually. We've yeah, seen we've, it's, that it's like before. stuff. The crystals, the ideas within this yeah. are amazing. Like uh, an object that exists within two places at once because it sort of exists outside of time. But you can, you know, it's like the crystal. I think they talk about it being the tip of an iceberg almost. And but the actual thing is in Atlantis, but it's also here because it's both places. You get the Yates Benton combo uh, that everyone, everyone loves. loves. That. I, I actually forgot about that whole their whole thing. I still can't tell them apart sometimes. This is an amazing, whatever. like, the um, master is, is he's he's great. He does uh, Delgado, he's right? That's of, <clears throat> Yep, top of his form. This is, I Perfect. loved his performance. He's got great scenes. Uh, I love Pertwee. Uh, I, yes. He's so good, and he's so great with, this is one of my favorite Joe Grant uh, and a little obviously She's i had just so had, had that great moment so it was like and then I, like no matter what i was going to be happy but i thought she was super adorable oh, but they have so much little the back and forth that they have little jokes that are just throwaways like one line throwaways that are just between the two of them um, yeah it's i love it and there's a lot of like there's some serious agent cooper energy coming off of pertwee too like he's had he has his vision dream and he's like i know the thing we gotta you know crack the code solve the crime thing happens where right he's like right. asking about like give me all the reports on earthquakes or whatever because i had this this vision dream i thought that was really I, cool the I opening dream sequence was was so interesting. It really gave me like Rosemary's Baby sort of vibes. The cinematography yeah, of it, yeah, I it could... was like the really strange close-ups. Everything felt very off, off kilter, um, disorienting. It was really effective um, as an opener. It's just a strange way to open a story in a yes. way we haven't seen before. Very yes. cool. There's a uh, story-wise, I liked it a lot, but I'm not but... A, I'm not a hundred percent sure on so much stuff. Like they're, they're what actually happened, yeah. what, what really right. happened, or why think like they kept showing like the clock tower, uh, like the master would look at the clock tower. All these things were like coming from the clock tower, and I was like, oh, is that going to end up being some kind of? No, it wasn't really anything. No. I don't know how it was I think connected. It's just, it just yeah, just the idea of time. Um, like even the window washer scene, like the window washer goes up very early right. on when they're doing, and they're doing this thing that's almost like the fly. Oh. Where they're they're moving an object through time by taking it out of time and popping it back in, but he's right. he he looks like he's absorbing the crystal energy. I was like, okay, he's gonna end up being a monster, but you never right. see no. him again. It's he just, just he just falls the... off the ladder. He did survive though, which is he I'm did. glad they at least put that in there. But why was he even was in really there? Really weird. It, I, yeah, maybe it he knew someone. So... It was like you want to be on the show, like we can fit you in if you right, want to be right, the right. window washer. 
he was probably the, the custodian of the actual building and he was just on a schedule. And they're like, all right, we'll shoot it. We'll just add him to the script. How much? Okay. Okay. We're, we're, okay. We should start Here from the go. beginning. But Let's do it. When you saw the time sensor, were you like, oh, that looks like. It's a big dong. It's a big, it's a big yeah, dong. Okay. Yeah. I, I imagine. I, I don't know anything about this episode. I don't know how people see this episode. I imagine that's a meme or something. People are constantly talking. It would talk. have to be. It would have to be. It's a little much. I mean, um, but I liked so, it. I liked it. I thought the acting was great. The characters were great. The locations for, for were the great. Time sensor, though, the time sensor, yeah. it, like it definitely looked like it was just so strange that whenever it got closer to the TARDIS, it got longer. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know why it needed to stand up like that. And they um, even no, it was. He <laughs> says something sorry. about the TARDIS getting uh, aroused. Yes, there, and and something and, like that, and Joe yeah. is like. Uh, what? Like you know, it, so there's a lot well, of that. There's a whole was thing about the personification of the of the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've seen and Bessie again. It's always yes, and Bessie for sure. It's always so hard for us to know what we've seen in the right order of what we're because we jump around a lot. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say over the course of a hundred and whatever episodes. Um, I don't know how much we've talked about like the personification of the TARDIS and that he he really thinks that you know indicates that she kind of directs where they're going to go and things like that. But um, it becomes super clear in this one. I don't know if in the, in the mythos of the story, of the of the show, if we've talked yeah, about it Yeah, I had before, the same... We've seen it. Same thoughts. Like, is this the first time they're really personifying the tar- TARDIS? Or had we seen that before? And I just can't remember. Right. And really talking about, like, the telepathic circuits, which becomes much more to the fore in New Who in a couple of seasons ago. Yep. Um but so they have all that. Okay, but but coming back to the beginning. So we have we have this experiment going on. We have the master is infiltrated. Um, yeah. So the the master who's a professor who he's a professor. As uh, soon as I saw that and and he's talking to people and he says he has to go like hobnob with whatever. I was like, I want to see that like where he has to go deep undercover and has to go to staff meetings. Like all of the <laughs> minutia of daily hours. life that he had to go through before this moment. <laughs> Because he, he must like have been introductory the, class. To yeah, physics. like he oh, had, he tricked his way into getting a job. He started this project. The project has been going on long enough that the doctor's aware of it. Like it's in it's in science papers. Like sure. everyone at units, like oh, this is tit tat or whatever it was. <laughs> Tom tit. Uh, Tom tit. Uh, so there's like just the idea of him having to show up at these weekly meetings or whatever or. You know, doing faxes or whatever he's they were stressing doing. over getting tenure, <laughs> trying to get published. It got to really, be published, but anyway, be published, go, go on. So yes, we're in uh, this the science. So we're there, think tank or whatever at, at the the Newton Institute. Um, <laughs> so we had we have these two characters introduced to us for the first time in in a while in terms of stories that we've been reviewing. We have a female main character. Yeah, and she was awesome. And she was incredible. And so was he. I thought uh, he was great too. And that mustache. the two of them together were a great pair. Um, Doctor Ruth Ingram. And uh, Stuart Hyde, um, they they were fantastic together. Yeah, they lean a um, little too heavy on the women's lib thing, to the point where it's almost like they're just reducing the idea of that to like a joke. Right. I'm probably reading too much into it, no, but it was like it, it enough. Or, or like yeah, it was a little. It wasn't little even too like, much. Right. Right. I mean, there were some some points where it's like, yeah, of course she should have a say in this, and I, she doesn't need a man to like give her the okay. She's the senior person between the two of them etc but then by the end there are like actual jokes made at her expense yeah yeah and i think the idea of women's lib within this universe world is itself a joke like they're like the guy's like rolling his eyes or whatever and the audience is like oh you silly like that that's a silly idea 
But again, right, I think that's right. a lot of my own. But they but they go the stuff. other way with it too, where she tells Stuart when she's uh, <laughs> yeah. towards the end, she's running, <laughs> this... go uh, just stand aside and look pretty, or she says it to, to yeah, she know, does one of the two. Stand aside and and, and Stuart also the card carrying uh, coward or whatever. Coward. I paid yeah. my dues or whatever. Whatever. Uh, yeah. I thought that was funny. But yeah, a those of, two a were a lot great. of good banter between the two of them. A lot of fun. Um, and great banter with the master and them. Right. And like his passive aggressiveness and like his mid mid tier boss energy, like all of that stuff was right. awesome. And I, they yeah. they really had a good time with it. Trying to be very polite while at the same time uh, obviously seething under right. the hood. Yeah, it was it was really it was like a lot of fun. Over politeness. Um, but that so so they're doing these experiments where they're gonna uh, move the matter. Mm-hmm. So transfer of matter through interspe- interstitial time. Yep. That's your tom tits. Um <laughs> Move it from one room to the other, but yeah, they had the the, I, the window washer thing. Just was hilarious. I don't understand why they did it, but I love that they did. You just have the guy coming up there, and you just see him this entire time. Like it's a good solid couple of minutes that he's just standing, yeah. staring through the outside window into the lab as they're doing this, and then yeah, I guess it's just like kind of this oh my god sort of moment and that's why he falls off the ladder nothing actually happened to him he just like yeah uh, and, and to, it was, uh, like it was that, unnecessary it was completely unnecessary but i no thought watching it. it i was like because we've seen that a thousand times where then that guy has absorbed he's absorbed the energy, the energy and now yeah, he's right. running around the campus killing people but that did not happen but none of it no he just fell off the ladder and survived and that was it yeah <laughs> so okay um oh we also find out that that uh, bessie is basically a supercar yeah, um, that ha- like it super breaks, like right. It's it, it can super absorb. breaks that like absorb momentum. Um, so they sh- showed that, which was kind of fun. Just just rolling the footage really fast, and then just oh, they stop. Yeah, and I will uh, so I will was, add to that bit. That bit that was fine, uh, but there's an entire episode I think where the doctor is in Bessie with Joe driving around. Like this is a six parter that should have been four parts. So if I if, sure. if if I could find well, a fault with it. It's too. It's too long. There's a lot of moments that are really nothing happens. I honestly, we'll come to this, but I honestly don't understand what Atlantis was doing in this story at all. They, there was, to me, no need for it. You yeah, I like the Atlantis being, stuff. I, I, but it didn't do anything to the story. Like, to me, you could have had the Master trying to call forth Kronos, which we'll get into, um, call it out so that he can control all of space and time. There's no need for him to actually go to Atlantis. Well, he needed what, the what crystal, right? I mean, that, right? I, what that, I'm saying that's is, like, the... you didn't have. They didn't have to be that. Like, the crystal could have existed both in our world and in Kronos's outside of world. Like the because we talk about the end that they that the TARDIS materializes on the boundary between our reality and. Kronos' reality, so it could have just been in those. It just it yeah, didn't but we couldn't have gotten Ingrid Pitt if we. That's the only reason. We, I was just gonna say to the only reason to keep there. it was for her. No, I liked all that stuff. I, I mean, I like that kind <laughs> nope. of stuff anyway, and like I like the sets because it was it was like all the, at the end it becomes like a different thing where you're outside like with the big columns everywhere and yeah and Ingrid Pitt's you know the queen she realizes the 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 king has been murdered and it's like very theatrical and then the when Kronos comes, everything's falling apart. It's, and it's like down. this huge, um, you know, multi-extras yeah, I mean, multi everywhere. And everyone's dead. And then you just see the queen, like, completely destroyed, like, emotionally. Uh, and that was a weird... on herself. And that then you weird. get a naked baby. But we'll get to the... Uh, or, we'll get sorry. to the naked baby later. You get a, a, naked you get a Benton, Benton in, in a diaper. Yep. 
It's weird that they kept him in a diaper for the rest of the series, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's fine. But uh, so, so to jump back to where you yeah, were, though, so Unit learns about this program. Sure we get do. the old gang back, right? So we get Mike Yates. We do get Mike Yates. is sort of under... He's hardly in it. I mean, he's in a couple of scenes. You really get a lot more Benton. It's more and, Benton. Than and, you yeah. for, and I forget, like, it's almost like they needed to pick one and funnel all the lines to him. Because I... I well... There's like this Gates. Joe chemistry with him, too. And I brought it up before, and I think I see it again now. And <sighs> right. if I ever do talk to um, her, I would ask, when? like, was that supposed when to be did. a thing that right. they were going to be a couple? Or, like, maybe I'm... Do you, did you get that vibe at all? Between the two of them? Not in this story, but yes, in other stories, we've definitely seen some chemistry there, whether it is subtext or whatever, it, it's definitely there. Right. Okay. Yeah. But we got Yates Benton, we got, the, we got the brig, we got a bunch of uh, unit soldiers running around. Um, so yeah, the, the gang. And together. we get also the master's boss who, yeah. I guess, realizes that he's fudged his resume. You know, your co- this college you say you went to doesn't even exist, and then he does his mastermind power, and that guy right. is under the master's control, but he's sort of, you know, not necessary either. Like he, there, I don't think he does anything other than like, you know, distracting people from or protecting the master's identity. Like he doesn't really do much. No, I mean, right? he you really, didn't really I'll, need I'll, him. All that he was there for, honestly, was for someone. Someone for the master to play off of. Yeah, and that and, actor is and great, and we've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Probably a bunch of Doctor Who's, probably. none of which I can yeah. remember. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> See, it's that sort of insightful uh, commentary that you come to the old Doctor Who show yeah, for. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's it, it, yeah, you're you're right though. I mean, he didn't do much there, but it, I did like to see seeing him playing off of uh, Delgado, the, mm-hmm. the two of them. Um, so that was that was that was fun. Um, there was a moment that we got to hear the doctor say that they needed to reverse the temporal polarity, which is fun. Yeah, so we get a double, we get regular the, yep, polarity. Yep, you get the you little get the inversion, and they play with that a couple of times. That's how they get out of, I think the, um, I forget the woman's name, who's the scientist. She flips it to at the end Ruth, to try yeah. to try to help people. Yeah, it, it's it's so good though. I, I it, there's like dumb things too, like clearly there's a room marked radiation. Yes. And they're going in there without their masks or no, like they're leaving the door open and he's sending <laughs> exactly. people in there all the time. Um, yeah. Oh, okay, apparatus. So there's... Apparatus. I've always said apparatus. And it's uh-huh. uh, apparatus is how they say it. And obviously, that's is that a thing in England? You say apparatus? Or do you also say minotaur? I've always said minotaur. Uh, so this, this is, you know, uh, this is what America did to your language, I guess. That's right. right. Uh, yep. Man part, man part <laughs> time sensor. Where else could we go? I mean, so the doctor builds no, a man part there, time awkward. sensor. Uh, which, so which is the, no, the but to, to 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 pause yes. on that. Please do. So he makes Please a man. The time yeah, he makes a man part time sensor. Uh-huh. Uh, that that is actually it, ma- it matches Pertwee. That was they actually actually used a mold. It was a mold. Yeah. Um, but this is similar to the Hartnell story we just did, where he had the key that found because they use it to find the TARDIS, right? Isn't oh, that what he yeah, says? True. He's like, well, 
And it does. It's not meant for that. Like it wasn't just for that. It was uh, to measure like disturbances in the temporal field or something yes. like that. But but, the, but the he heart says like and it's saw. perfect for finding a TARDIS. Exactly. And yeah. it was interesting because oh well, there is this key that no one's. We just stopped talking about that also right. does that. But I thought that yep. was interesting. Go on. The fact Dan. that we've seen the two of those back to back. Yeah. Um, yep. Brought that to mind. So here's the important part we need to get to. Uh, the being, the creature... Kronos? Yeah, the white uh, moth. That, it, that we're trying to summon here. <laughs> boy, oh boy, was that something. That was a it, lot. That was a was lot. Was it really interesting idea for the way that this could be presented? Mm-hmm. And there were moments of, of the cinematography where it actually was pretty effective. When it was kept somewhat out of focus, a lot of glare... Um, just a lot of motion, kind of superimposed on yeah. top of things. It was it was really effective. Then when you see, it's clearly a guy in a mask in a chicken suit being hung from the <laughs> rafters, swinging around. Less effective. <laughs> it was not nearly as good. And there were moments also. Oh, this is the worst. So like, there are moments where he's clearly like suspended, and you know he's got his feet up behind him. And he's kind of yeah. Especially when he's in the radiation room, he's basically just bouncing <laughs> against walls. <laughs> Just really kind of fun. I wish I, I was actually, that guy though. What a I great kind of day. loved that part because it was freaking weird, and it's just like he's just—you can imagine the guys actually freaking out, like yeah. Jesus, get me out of this. Thing. But then there were moments where it was like it was superimposed from a green screen, and the, he's going nuts with the arms, and they pull back, and he's just standing in place, and it's just <laughs> yes. like superimposed going back. It's like, guy, get into it, man. We're gonna shoot from the knees up. Like you're gonna see everything. Um, but no, the the mask looked really kind of weird. The all I liked suit, it though. I thought it. for what for, they did a really good job. I don't understand it though, really. So like, they talk about how it's it's Kronos the god who you know with well, mythology, you know with Saturn, right? In Roman mythology, with Saturn, and he was Zeus's father, <clears throat> I believe, and he ate. People. Oh, you're right. You're, you're right. I think right. I yes. think that's the case. But they talk about when when all the way in whenever they get to Atlantis and they're talking to the king. Doesn't the king is sort of like we know, I know he's not actually a god, and you get the sense right. it's like an alien or something, whatever. But so the master is calling Kronos to control Kronos, and the form that Kronos takes is this weird moth creature, mothbird. But pigeon. he controls Duff. it with a a sigil of some kind i didn't understand like even what his was... whole goal was in, in endgame like what was he gonna do with chronos long term yeah i mean it, so chronos was was one of these was the strongest or the most fearsome of these chronovores that they were talking about briefly that like devour time or something i don't know but yeah he had he had that yeah his, and that another form of chronos is to... that woman Right, so it can take end. any form, but instead it decided to look like a moth <laughs> pigeon man. Which, sure, why not? If you can look like anything, look like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know if the master was like, it seemed to me when he first showed it that 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 sigil, for lack of a better term, also because, you know, I have um, uh, the Sandman stuck in my head. Um, but anyway, so he's got the sigil. Are you reading it again? I mean, we'll have to I, talk about that later because yeah, I'm tempted to re- read through them again. Yeah, I same. Anyway, sorry. Uh, tangent. Um, it seemed to me more like Kronos was scared of that thing. And I don't know what it was. Like, it wasn't about the master exerting control from what it looked mm-hmm. like. It just looked like it was cowed by this thing, whatever it is. 
And I don't know how the master necessarily knew that. Yeah, he... Or if that's even the case, but right. it kind of seemed like it was. I don't know. He seemed like it was almost an accident. Not that it was an accident, but when he held up the symbol or the medallion yeah, or whatever. Like, oh. Then he was like, oh. But then he was like, sort of, like, I always knew that. So maybe, I don't know. It was weird. And I just, again, I don't 100% know what his overall plot was. Control time, but to what end? Just for... Just generic to control power. all of time. Yes, like it's whatever. Just to control all of space and time. It's either all fine. blow everything up and destroy all of the universe, or control it. And he didn't care. But I love, I love all of the. And we talked about the crystal, but the crystal like existing in two realms, and the realms overlapping, and multi. Yep. Excuse me, multiverse. That like this thing is just a hundred percent up my. It's so far up my alley. I should see a doctor. Oh boy, uh, yeah. hello. Uh, well, I mean, it got, it got even crazier when you had the doctor trying to park his TARDIS inside the Master's Yes, TARDIS. and that was crazy. And then, nuts. but they were both inside each other yes. at the same time. Yes. Um, but so, were yeah, they? You keep, were they? Because, they, like, somehow. They weren't really, because the other, the other, the guy went into it, like, you know, it existed in our world where when the the priest and the master were we haven't even talked about the slow time field or the ridiculous oh. slow running but i guess we'll get to that yes when we'll they when that. the master and then he was told the priest like hey go in there then he went in there but right. if the if it was really inside of the doctor's tardis they almost should have been outside of time and you shouldn't it's fine hey these are these are things for uh extra dimensional beings to comprehend yeah. and also if the 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 master's tardis has a working chameleon circuit so i understand why it yes. looked like a, a reel-to-reel machine Computer. but it, when he went to atlantis it still looked like that it should have right he it didn't change it. updated but that's fine that's fine he just didn't flip it's, the switch. it's all good uh, but, but they go had on. those the, the two that was that was super interesting as they're like kept like leaving one tardis but you're in the control room yes anyway yeah. and the fa fact you know this is a different design for the uh control room um, used for both of them, but this is a slightly updated version of the set. Um, so like yeah, the round rules so, are, are different, and yeah. and they won off that. Like so, the TARDIS is being transported by uh, flatbed truck, and then right. the the master is controlling time mm -hmm. because he can, and they do. You know, he's bringing in the. Uh, you got the night on horseback, and like old, and you're always like, "Well, just bring in the future people with guns and be done with it." But so he's bringing all that, and then he eventually right. brings in a drone or a, a bomber, and then it bombs the thing, and the TARDIS is knocked out, and then the uh, Doctor and Joe are like, "We're just gonna start it here." I can uh, can he not control the TARDIS at this point in the story? That's why he's stuck on Earth, but he's allowed to do it because he's cloned or something I, I don't know how he, it works um but when he well, goes again it's hard because we're we're out of order of the actual order of the show yeah, so, so i don't remember what we've I, seen. I can't remember it seems like he's only allowed to do it because he he's he's uh, uh hooked on to the tart the, the master's tardis but anyway they walk in and joe's like this is a whole new the tardis never looked like this before and then right then he right. did the, the he's just like oh yeah it's redecorate like because it got hit with a bomb, it just redecorated I don't think it, itself? I don't think those two had... No, I don't think they had anything to do with each other. I think she just hadn't been in there, and he had updated it. I mean, I don't think it actually has anything to do okay. with anything. I think they just wanted to update the set, <laughs> so they just... Yeah, yeah I couldn't happened. remember if, like, the previous episode, if we had been in the interior, it was a new interior, uh, an old, the old interior, and this was them just being able to redesign it 
and it happened in story, but you're saying it probably I'm happened it off off, happen uh, off show at some point. Seems like it. Seems like it. Yeah, uh, but, but I like it. I like the interior of the the TARDIS. I mean, it, well, if this is uh, a new unfortunately, thing, unfortunately, it doesn't it doesn't last long. Doesn't last. Uh, no, apparently. I like the minimalist to, aspect of it. Of the Wikipedia, um, it actually got a lot of criticism. Oh, well, there um, you and go. And coincidentally had damage, got damaged between the ninth and 10th uh, seasons. Um, so they had to redo it again. So uh, they call it like the washing up basin uh, TARDIS because it looks like a lot of sinks yeah. on the walls, I guess. That's my guess. I love when um, the, the, to jump back to the stupid Chronos. Sure. I love that it, it's treated like a dog the master can't control, and he just locks it at one point in the office, and it's just yeah. like bouncing around the office. Well, you just and it's like, what are we give, doing? Give it a bone and a bowl of water, yeah. and it's fine. It's gonna be all right. But the, the slow um, running. Do you want to comment on the slow running and the acting the and all of that uh, and the aging? The first time, the first time that was it was just so freaking crazy is seeing uh, the brig do yes. the slow run. And the way that he, I love him. He's Do not amazing. Get me wrong. He's fantastic. I love him. But the way that he thinks <laughs> running looks is not like any other human thinks running looks. And he doesn't really slow. He's very bouncy. Yeah. As though he's wearing, he's like on the moon. I don't know. Yeah, like he's, he's wearing moon boots. And he's just kind of bouncing. And the doctor kind of brings him back. Um, but that was really I love how the doctor brings him back, too. It's just like taking a drunk guy that's walking out of the bar and going just the wrong steers way. Steers him around. <laughs> yeah. Steering him away from his car. Yeah, no, that was that was very funny, and we see it's it. So a lot. strange. They do. We it. do see it a few times. Yeah, they do it a few um, times. I loved all of the locations, though. You talked about how it's like a science mansion, but you have yep. that great stuff. All the exterior stuff. You have the stuff that's in um, Atlantis. I would love to see this because it looked like it was shot on film, and I think all the exterior mm-hmm. stuff probably was shot yeah. on film. To see like a if they could do an, a blu-ray or a high definition i probably can't for whatever reason but because it's so grainy but i would love to see like some kind of restored print of this because they really i thought they did a great job with all the location shooting i yeah, enjoy I, it i agree even though i didn't really think the atlantis sequences were necessary to the story i do like them um in terms of the production design um and you know the scene chewing acting and all that was yep. was fun too but um, no, I, I agree with that. I even like that guy's um, apartment. I thought that his guy's apartment was cool. He did a lot with so, the space. But his apartment was in the same building, like in the I'm same not sure where. Yeah, complex. Because <laughs> they said it was in the house, and they walk over to the, like, the building next door. So I guess they live on site there. But it was um, cool because it but, was okay, like but, flat, and then it was like sunken, and then he used like these b- shelves to divide the where his bed to, was. Yep. So I was like, that was a, it's a pretty good use of space. Definitely a little bit of a bachelor vibe there, but so so we got him. That's um uh, uh Stuart. Yep, he gets old aged. Stuart. They they the whatever it is. I, I guess uh, I guess. Yeah, it I was don't know if you know how that. that sucked the time out of, or sucked time out of him or something. It seems gets, to be around aged. the point that the object reappears. Right, it's like a, a splash or something yeah, because yeah. that's where Benton is when he gets reversed and turned into a baby. He's like in the same right. spot. I will say that the age makeup they put on uh, Stuart was pretty effective. Yeah, and it's it usually looked, horrible, yeah. but it looked good. And the CGI they used for that baby, dynamite. I mean, I thought it looked just like a real baby. Yeah, there wasn't even a baby there. That was actually uh, it was just a couple um, of ping just... pong balls <laughs> taped to a naked Benton. 
<laughs> what was up? Okay, here's I, I I like this story a lot. Um, but yes. the yes, uh, craft, uh, the arts and crafts portion made no sense and was super dumb. Where the doctor's like, "Give me a wine bottle," oh. like when they're in his apartment, and then. And they spend so time ridiculous. getting it wrong first, and then they have to add yep. a cup of tea to it. Tea what? leaves, man. Of course, I the didn't, tea I, leaves. I didn't yeah. understand that at all. I didn't understand what it was doing. It like okay, messed so the the, he, the master up, and it was okay. The only part of that that I liked is the the fact that it ties into or extends the mythology because the doctor says to to Joe or to the rest of them. Think of it like jamming a radio signal. Yeah. We used to make them at school to jam yes. each other's time experiments. So, like, just being able to call that back. Uh, yeah, that was that was cool. fine. It was just like silly, though. Like, because like, it yeah, had like it was, forks it was coming out of it, and it was like, yeah. I guess so. Speaking yeah, of the doctor the and old times, I want to know that story about the darkest day of his life, and he's in a mountain, and he's going to see like a hermit and. The, yeah. the guy, I was like, I want all of that. I don't know if they've built that up or if they, someone's told that story. But that that was a great scene for Pertwee, too. Like, his acting was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Joe was great. You know, he, yep. that that was one of my, I think, one of my favorite moments in all of his run. The two of them. Right. And, that, and, like, I think it's the last episode, too, right? They're about to be It's, the, to it's be either the last or the next to last. They're, but they're, they're yeah, in, they were captured. In prison. They're in Gen Pop. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I did. I thought I thought it was it was cool because it was just something different for him. Um, yeah, it was it was fine. I didn't like it as much as you. I thought it was, it was nice, but it didn't do a whole lot for me. But right. um, well, you're sure, a monster. Sure, I'm a horrible person who doesn't like sentimentality. <laughs> um, what, what else we got? Uh, there were car see. keys in that stupid thing. Like, I mean, it was like all right, and then the oh, the uh, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, whatever that thing was. Um, episode three let's... dragged a oh. lot too. Like the the fighting, the fighting of the we talked about it a little bit, but like all yeah. of the back and forth fighting with the knights and the army, like all of that was like for what reason? Yeah, yeah. Although I didn't we need did, any I of think that. it's either in the third, or maybe it was the second one. Um, we got uh, uh, Benton. Being very mm -hmm. wily, he got the uh, the phone call that he is supposed to go meet um, yeah. the brig, and the the master is able to change his voice to sound like the brigadier. Yeah. Uh, so very effective. Benton's, yeah. So the Benton, I was you know watch him. He he's like definitely has some questions, and then he's gonna leave the lab, and he opens the window and walks out. I'm like what the hell <laughs> is he doing? Why would he do that? Ah, he's a very clever man. Yeah, he came he... back in again up the up the backside. So maybe they were setting it up. With a window washer to like oh. put that into I don't know because yeah. it's the same thing like he just that's doesn't true fall off a lot yeah of, I, I don't know very strange but um, and I was then like, you great. had that so like ben back and got forth to have like that initiative yeah and you had that back and forth like this that was the oldest trick in the book no this is the oldest trick in the book <laughs> yeah. like right, all back and right. forth action yeah yeah I mean so that was fun at least and got then a there was the the okay. So, the TARDIS inside a TARDIS inside a TARDIS. You know, turtles yep. all the way down, that whole thing. Yeah. There's a lot of time spent uh, video chatting. Yeah. With the doctor, and then he turns the sound off, and then the doctor... But there was one highlight that I think yep. that you liked. The Red Room? The oh. backwards talking. Yes! From another yes. place. Yeah, that's, a, a that's what I'm saying. And I believe mean, it me. Wasn't act I yeah, thought, it wasn't actually like, backwards, but... I was like, yeah. oh, should I take the audio... And then try to play it back. And then I was like, There's they no didn't way. go through the effort that David Lynch went through. So this is not going to no. work. 
Um, but I did like that. That, that, that. I had that note, doctor talking in the red room in my notes as yeah, well. Yeah, I, so. I just wrote down uh, a man from another place. Uh, so that's fine. Uh, so yeah, we still got the telepathic TARDIS yep. size. And then we get we to... time ram. We got, we're, yeah, time you know, ram. Gotta be, we got to be careful of doing a time ram because if they occupy the same exact moment and yep. space... The entire and Joe, Joe just Joe saves Joe the galaxy by pushing that going for it. dial up, which yep, that was cool. And then they went to that groovy place, and she that was gro- she does say groovy at does. least twice in this episode, yes. which is fun. Yeah, and I love it. And I thought she and she's got the best outfits, like all of her. Like well, the, the she's got the, the second feathers. Oh, who does the the, the, oh, the queen yes. of Atlantis? Yeah, um, she was definitely acting from the bosom. <laughs> yes, the entire. Yes. <laughs> A lot. They were doing a, a lot of work, uh, but <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I, I, mean, I love her. She, she's so scheming because um, she she seemingly actually had a real relationship with with uh, what's his name, her husband, the king, Daedalus, the old man. Or, uh, we should know his yeah, Dalios. I his actual name. Um, yeah, so she actually cared for him and and thought that he'd be spared, but she also had her ambition, and she was totally into the master from the moment she saw him. Uh, he's got the bearing of a god, she says a couple of times, uh, which yeah. is kind of funny. She's, I was so a fan was... of hers from all the Hammer films and everything, so I was very she happy. She was just psyched to see her I was very she came psyched on. to see her. Yeah. And she, I mean, she was great. The character is so over the top, but she was very very much acting from the chest. Yeah, um, and then, so, so you have, like, her, and then you have that other guy with the, you know, the goth, dude with the the black eyeliner and the, yes, the black hair the that is also hardly wearing any clothes um so yep. you got something for everyone something for everyone yeah i thought That's, that he was going to have yes. more of a role too so he's like sort of built up as this kind of the good guy in that world and then there's like right. a weird chemistry between him and the queen like maybe they had something in the I past they, uh, and mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. she sort of went for power instead of love and 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 I was like, right. oh, okay. But then he sort of fizzles out. Like, you don't really... He gets killed, right? I think he saves Joe. Yeah. Is that what happens to him? But, yeah. So, I mean, he was yeah. interesting, but they didn't really... I think you had said this was almost like two stories, right? So, you have, like, the... You could have been without to Atlantis me, completely. Like. And you could have had just an Atlantis story, Atlantis story, and, uh, you know, the the master story. But, yeah, I liked him, but I felt like he was he was the most underdeveloped of all of these these people right even even uh the high priest mm-hmm. um who who the the master first you know summons and and helps him bring crumbs about even he had more to do yeah. than this guy so there, yeah there wasn't a whole lot going on for him uh, i like the uh the use of the minotaur minotaur for yep. this um that looked that was pretty awesome. cool um this is kind of a fun sequence. i'm a big it fan really of, of much but it was fun yeah, I'm a big fan of Minotaurs anyway, so that whole thing. I think they could have, pl- like, do we have Minotaurs in a Doctor Who and other stories? I don't know, but the whole idea of the maze, they didn't really play on that at all. It was just right, some guy right. that wanted to get jacked up. It was like, he was my old friend, and I was interested in magic, and he was interested in, in getting jacked up, and he just did too much. Now he lives, yep. now he lives downstairs. <laughs> Poor guy. But it was cool. I, I didn't mind the makeup and, and whatever. Oh, that was really And he good. basically just uh, Kool-Aid mans himself through a wall. And that's sort of yep. the, the end of him. That's how they got out. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, so then we, at the end we do get um, 
Joe fighting the master and and uh, does the time ram, save, saves the day. And then we go into this the that we mentioned before into this you know space between realities. And the instead of having a giant parakeet, we have a lady, Kronos. Yeah. Instead, yep. she's all eyes. Um, Which is so cool. I like I like all of this weird stuff that doesn't necessarily make any sense, yeah. and it's okay, and it's a lot of cool images. And, yeah. But I can see how people may not like this. I could see that. Like, I don't know where this falls on the the ratings. Uh, the but old if you, rank to, meter. if you were to tell me that everyone hates it, I would be like, yeah, I can, I can, I can see, see that. Why. But it's yeah. definitely more uh, pushes more of my buttons, I think, than than maybe everybody else's. Uh yeah. I I this is definitely in the you know top half of the pack for me. How, I, how did you feel about the baby Benton situation? I liked it, but uh, was it too corny for you? Like the fact that it, it ends really with silly. a naked Benton that's gotta that be in a diaper. Funny. <laughs> yeah, there's no no reason for us to not do that. Um yeah, it was it was silly and it was fine. Like it totally made sense. I actually what I liked more is why everything was surrounding that. The fact that we have um the two scientists trying to save the day. Mm-hmm. They're trying to do it without the help of the doctor, so they're just really just trying to science it, <laughs> just figure yeah. out like, oh, if we try this, maybe we can flip it around. And they're trying to unfreeze unit who's stuck out in this this time thing in this time field. Um, so it was just it was fun to see them trying that. They didn't even notice that Benton got babyfied no. <laughs> for like and he's quite just a while, there, like being adorable, <laughs> just just being a baby. Um, yeah, so that was that was it was funny. Why not? It's a it's silly fine. show sometimes. So that's, yeah, that's this cool. one definitely has like moments of extreme silliness, like that. Um, that it, you, you're almost like, well, that's that was like a interesting choice, or you know, I could see people not liking that too, and, and that it's it's weird. But any any time you have a grown man uh, that's clearly in a diaper, uh, that's a good way to end. I see. End an episode. This is where I dis- this is where I disagree. Oh. I don't think he's wearing a diaper. Oh, I think it's just, you think it just split right off, off because yeah, off, like a, that could. I mean, he wasn't wearing in Incredible life. Hulk pants, so. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be hard. Right, and his last lines like, "You guys want to party?" And you're like, "What? The... <laughs> Could you put some?" Who the hell? Did I ever tell you on Twitter someone sent me a photo of a grown man in a diaper? It was like one of those uh, like I don't know no? who this person is. I it was like several years ago, and I, I it was the most horrifying thing, and I you know blocked and and deleted it. But it's like people are weird, man. Right? Who weird. would do that? Who would do that? And I never I know until now. Photo. Like, was it a person that thought I would think it was funny, or uh-huh. was it just a creep? So uh, I guess that's a Venn both. diagram. That's just a circle. I guess. <laughs> it could absolutely be both. <laughs> anyway, uh, on that note, do you have anything more to add to this, or should we jump and see no. what people thought? I think, I think we did it. Let's uh, let's see what your dog thinks. Yeah, it's like every time, Dan. Every time. Every time. Yeah, so what did, okay. the, what did the people think of uh So, of this? thank you, folks. We put out a, uh, as we often do, as we always try to do, we had a, a call on Twitter to let us know what you thought about this story. Uh, you can always see us on Twitter at T-O-D-W show. Um, so, a little bit of feedback. Our friend Paul Paranoid says, uh, this feels like a sprawling epic, though it's only six parts. It's in two time zones and an episode dedicated to a TARDIS battle. Though I wish they kept the old TARDIS set for the Masters or made them look more distinct from one another. Agreed. It definitely looked like it was it was the exact same set. They just flipped that, the door. Well, that's what I thought, too. I was like, oh, 
they just to save money they literally just used the same thing and that's I, and yes, this was only case. for this episode when he talked about the rearranging um yeah but yeah. whatever get, get, go on i agree with that yeah they can uh paul continues uh it's fun if a little silly it's one of the pertwee stories where the contemporary scenes feel more dated and a little cheaper somehow while some stories like the three doctors don't portray when they were made quite as loudly uh the flapping chronos creature is a bit panto panto i don't know panto it's a little crazy yeah uh but we i mean it could have been effective i was reading on the um uh the tardis wiki uh, about this that the writer of the story that's not what he had envisioned at all mm -hmm. it was actually rather let down by the effects he had pictured it more of just like a shimmering being that maybe didn't really have any corporeal form yep. and instead it was a parakeet so <laughs> that's I could see how someone who had spent all this time creating this character could be let down by something like that. Uh, so there's that. Uh, Mike Freeberg says, When I was a kid, Kronos seemed somewhat threatening, maybe even epic in this story. At this current point in my life, I use a program called Kronos to enter the hours I've worked at my job. <laughs> uh, Which is probably more frightening. So it's pretty threatening, too. Yeah, that's that's just as threatening. Um Darren Lodge says, uh, the giant white budgie Kronos. Yes, exactly. It really does just look like a parakeet. Um, Ingrid Pitt doing her best bosom acting. Oh, I must, yeah. I'm must. i sorry. I, I must have cribbed that from you. That was in the back of my head. So thank you, Darren. Uh, I didn't realize I was quoting you there. Her best bosom acting uh, as Atlantis is doomed. Joe wearing a terrible costume. Terrible. Wait, Eric which costume? Oh, no. I, I, oh, we didn't even talk about that. When she gets put in the, the other Atlantis dress. costume? I loved it, and I love what they yeah, did with her hair. The wig. I was yeah. like, this, this, uh, she's beautiful. It totally worked. So I like that costume, 100%. unless they mean a different costume. I don't think so. I thought that was great. Uh, Joe wearing a terrible costume while listening about daisies. So it was that in that scene, she was, mm. she was looking great. Uh, this story is not a favorite, though there are worse. Okay. Damning with faint praise there. Uh, Jeff Waddle says, not a great story, but mm -hmm. it has its own charm. I find the whole Atlantis storyline. Uh, Better than the contemporary one, but maybe Opposite that's of you. the lovely Ingrid Pitt. Eh, I just, whatever. I mean, they keep referencing Atlantis in a bunch of different stories, and it's just, it never does anything for me. But whatever, it's fine. It was, it was fine. Um, Delgado at his most scheming here, and he saves it. Unfortunately, yeah, he's Kronos great in is it. more like an origami budgie than a threat. Yeah, no, he really is, uh, I, I would kind of agree. Not that he necessarily saves it, because I think it was, it was okay on its own, but he definitely elevates the story. Um, he's just so well utilized in this in this one. Um, World Enough in Time podcast says easily one of the silliest Doctor Who stories, which somehow manages to be a sprawling epic and a vapid mess at the same time. Uh, but on the right day, with enough snacks and alcohol, it has its definite charm. Oh, and the Tardis sniffer outer is an interesting prop. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think I we commented think that, uh, on what. Uh, I think we got it. Yep. <laughs> Um, great. So uh, Dan Hadley says, um, oh, sorry, this is a separate thing. Uh, someone else called us out. Someone who hosts another podcast, um, thankfully, uh, was very kind to call us out as one of his favorites. Oh, um, very nice. Thank you. So that was very nice. What podcast is that other podcast? Uh, or did you say the world? No, this is a different, this is, um, let's see, Earth Shadows. All right. Dr. Earth Foster, Shadows. So check out Earth um, Shadows. So that was very, very, very nice. That's a cool name, Earth Shadows. I like that. I don't know if that's from something or if they made that up. 
but very cool, very okay. cool. Um, let's see. We still have more stuff. Oh, um, Dieter says uh, references Hippias, the guy with the black eyeliner. Mm-hmm. Uh, the acting chops of Hippias, a lot of emotions, sort of. He, it was just such a throwaway character that was built up for no reason. Yeah, I mean, you bad. have this great dark wave '80s uh, dude ready for action, ready to go. I mean, he had some good. I mean, he was fine. He he had. It just he gave wasn't. It, he used... he did the best he could with what uh, with, with very little. Yeah, it wasn't him. It wasn't his fault. I don't think it's just the. It seemed like a kind of distraction. It, the whole again, the whole Atlantis thing just seemed muddled to me. It's fine. I uh, love the sets though. I thought the sets were great. This, in I don't disagree with that. You don't know, gotta look yeah. cool. The temples and whatnot. Uh, let's see what else we have. Just a couple more here. Misfit Scully says, "Hi guys, what's not not to like about the Time Monster? Joe wears a funky outfit. The Master puts on an accent." Uh, Pertwee's perm doesn't move, and I snigger every time Tom Tit is said. Uh, Bessie yeah, speeding around in some dodgy pretending to run in slow-mo. A great story. No, I mean, I titter when I hear Tom Tit, so I get it. Oh, and also Miss Fitzgerald says, Loving Goblin, by the way. Oh, thank you for uh, the... Which is very nice. For that. Very nice. Um, let's see, there's the, the classic bit with the doodlebug. Creates a time paradox, says uh, Paul Paranoid. Um, I don't know if there was... How is there a time paradox when the the doodlebug, the plane comes in and bombs them there? I mean, he's the master's pulling things out of time that had happened in that area uh, to try to thwart the yep. um, unit. But I don't know why necessarily. I mean, I guess it's a time paradox just because it's pulled out of time, but it's fine. Um, so yeah, so there's that. Was there any? I think there was one more here. Let me see if I can get to it. Um, yeah, looks like that was it. Yeah, we have some uh, feedback you. though on our previous. Oh. Uh, excuse me, previous review for The Chase. Uh, so this yes. comes to us from Andrew. Uh, listening to The Chase podcast as I clean this morning. Not at the end yet, but does anyone tell you that the actor playing Morton Dill, who we talked about at length, old Morton Dill, uh, is this is the actor who plays Steven Taylor. Now, did we know that? Oh, It's the no. same person. I had no idea of that. So apparently, uh, according Wait, to um, yeah, according to Andrew, the cast and crew enjoyed him so much on the set that because when he was playing Morton Dill, that instead of giving him a much-needed spin-off show, they decided to create a companion character for him to play since Barbara and Ian were leaving, and that sort of feeds oh. into what you said last time that we will see more Steven Taylor. He's going to be a companion. Uh, but yep. I had no idea it was the same, literally the same uh, actor. So that was very cool, and yeah. thank you for for pointing that out uh, to us. And Your also purpose. the um, both. wow, uh, Andrew has a, uh, his own podcast. Oh wait, he's got more stuff to say uh, here. Same so he one. also says, "P.S. I took my daily cereal and turned it into a podcast. Mine is seven minutes." Okay, we're talking about that. But he also says about the time monster, not okay. high on most people's lists. Mm-hmm. But I find I find it enjoyably enjoyable. I cannot read. No, no, words right? are hard. Words Why are hard am I having okay. such a hard time? Uh, okay, yeah, I'll start again. Easy. I'll start again. Um, ugh. Time monster next. Not high on most people's list, but I find it enjoyable though. Give me the unit family any day. Episodes five yeah. and six do kind of go off the rails though. I I would agree that that five and six do sort of drag a little bit and even. 
you know. Well, six is the bit. last I mean, one, and six. it goes crazy with the the time ram and the yeah. Tardis is fighting. And I, I yeah, I found that the most most of the delay happened when they were just doing the fighting and, and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but what I was going to say is, uh, Homos of Harmony Haven is the podcast uh, that yes. Andrew does. So if you yes, haven't yes. checked that out, you should check that out. And um, that is, I think, all that I had I for stuff, right? I mean, we have to talk about yeah. the book giveaway. Yeah. Oh, you know what I should say book. is I think this, I had a, I wanted to get to a thousand followers on Twitter. If I got to a thousand followers mm -hmm. on Twitter, I was going to randomly pick one and give away a book. That happened. I randomly picked someone. It was uh, Lisa P. and Andrew T. who have their own podcast called... Let me get this right. Round the Archives. So you can check out Round the Archives. But they came up as the winner. And I, I'm assuming they they are followed by a bunch of Doctor Who podcasts. I think that's how they found me was through this show. So if you're listening, I already talked to you anyway on Twitter. But you'll be sending your book out. But I want to send another book out just to a Doctor Who show listener. And I think we were trying to figure out what's the best way to do it. And so I think we can try if you... Do something nice for someone. I don't mm -hmm. care what it is. Uh, pay for their meter. Or uh, call your mother and tell her you love her. Or Donate a kidney. Donate a t money to charity. Or volunteer your time. No, donate a kidney. A kidney. Take a kidney you, from you. someone that Take, you don't like. And give, and give it, it to someone, someone who needs it. Uh, That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and by that, say, don't do that. Um, Don't do that at all. Tweet, tweet at us and make sure you, uh, you know, Include tag uh, the old Doctor Who Show's Twitter account. Yes. And you obviously can tag D Dan and I too, but make sure you tag the old Doctor Who Show's account and say what you did. And then Dan and I will look at those things and pick what we think is the most generous or worthy of... Uh, Whatever. We just want people yeah. to do nice things. We I couldn't do figure nice out things. like Get what. Yeah. What what would you do? Like tag people you think like. I didn't want it to be. Nah. Do something it's not nice. All about the world's yeah. sometimes very hard, and uh, you know it does. It could be a small thing. It doesn't have to be you know crazy. So that's what we'll do, and right. then I'll mail it out. Uh, by next you know next time we'll announce the winner. Cool. I think that's great. Cool. I think that's awesome. Everyone do Do we that. have anything so remember, else, Dan? Uh, you could remember to tweet at us with that information. You can do that at T-O-W Show yep. on the Twitters. We're also T-O-W Show on Instagram mm -hmm. where we put up a bunch of the GIFs. Obviously, you know, we're at the old Show.com, which is where you can see all of the GIFs, all the other stories we've done. You can subscribe to the show if you're not already. Um, you can do that in uh, through iTunes, Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, all over the place. Um, our next story we're doing is The Invisible Enemy. Yes. The Invisible Enemy. Um, so that's fine. Uh, so we, so we got, yes, yeah, so we got, a we got little Tommy Baker coming up next in The Invisible Enemy. So that's going to be cool. Um, uh, if you want to, uh, do us a, a, a solid, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Um, or yeah. wherever you subscribe. That would be lovely. We have, we got one last time. We, we could use another. I That'd didn't really look, lovely. I didn't look up this time. I saw none. I looked. Okay. I so we don't anything. have any this You can time. also email us if you'd like to leave a little longer form thing, uh, show at gmail.com. And if you feel like you could use a sticker in your life, uh, we have yeah. some of those left. 
you can uh, send us a self-addressed stamped envelope to the old Doctor Who show, uh, P.O. Box 2131 Red Bank, you got New it. Jersey, USA, 077. Oh, one. Uh, and we will get you some stickers, send them out. Yep. In the mail. And on the old Doctor Who show.com, it's at the in the footer. So if for some reason you. It's the very bottom. That's can't where I hear what we're saying. It it's, it's always going to be there. Yep. It says copyright I, 2016. Yeah, we let the, our copyright expire. Yeah, we, so if anyone so wants someone to take, can take over, the, over show, the show, you got it. It's yours. What's sad <laughs> is like 2016, like that's how long it's been since we updated it. And our show's older than that. So we've been doing this for a long time, Dan. A very, very long time. So long. Well, here, here's to another 20 years of this, Eric. Yeah. Uh, if there's anything else, uh, no, I think we're know. good. Thank you all. All right. Thank you all, and thank, thank you, you very much for your uh, support of Goblin too. That's means a lot. Peace. It's fantastic. Bye, everybody.